Hi, everyone. This is Melissa. And Kate. And Lainey. And we are the The Louisiana Louisiana Ladies. We are so glad you are here. Check us out on Instagram at Louisiana Ladies Podcast and visit us online at laladies.info. Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. We have the other lady here. Lainey. Hey, I'm here. Not the third lady yet, Kate. Uh, Is she late? Kate. No. No. She she declined the invite. So I don't know if she had another obligation, but she she also is a teacher. She's a teacher. So sometimes the time doesn't work yeah. out. Yeah. So we uh we had to text her and tell her we weren't excluding, excluding her. her on purpose. She hasn't been able we... to make the last Many. Yeah, right. Sorry, few. Kate. Okay. We'll call it few. But we have another Louisiana lad. We've been on kind of a, a streak with our Louisiana lad. That would lads. be the low voice in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always a good mix, though. I feel like it's a good oh, mix yeah, it with compliments. the voice. Okay. So David St. Romain, who, um, before we go into any sort of quote-unquote formal introductions, we've got to give my cousins, Michelle and Chad Chenevere, a shout-out because they are the reason why David is here. They have been asking me to have him on the podcast. Well, that's Which I don't great. know if you, you probably didn't know that. I did not, but Chad is uh, an awesome business developer. He yeah. does it very well. He does. He helps my business. He, <laughs> I, love, I, I kind I of feel Chad. like Chad might be able to sell ice to an Eskimo. I think Chad could definitely sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I reached out to you, I was trying, I, I feel like I sounded like such a name dropper, but I wanted you to know, like, yeah, this wasn't to, just random. Who is this no, girl emailing me to be on this podcast I've never but heard I was of. like, I work for Melissa, and then there's Michelle and Chad and all these people. Yeah, I was like, tell them about Michelle and Chad Genevieve, and not that we're just random people. So, Well, I do them anyway. I mean, I'm like, if you're in the back if you're like doing this from the your your back of your trunk or whatever i'd still do it it's all good well we we i'm surprised we haven't ever done that well you have this nice office (laughs) thank you to the bosses we could do a a road trip episode yeah oh yeah we could do that see we have all these ideas and then work gets in the way i saw you were who's the idea person that was you or was that you? The idea person? In the in the bio, bio, there was an idea. Someone with all the ideas. Oh, probably no me. Definitely yeah. you. I'm I the executor. Up, yes, I come <laughs> up with the ideas and I have no idea how to... Okh- okay, so this is what happened. 30,000 foot view. Oh, I'm like, Lainey, Google how to do a podcast. <laughs> and it I cannot be that difficult. Just and she started working here. <laughs> I had just started working. So everybody asked Go to me, YouTube. This it's, is the thing. Yeah. No, they're like, you. Melissa, can we meet with you about how to do the podcast? And I'm like, no, you cannot because I, I don't, don't know how to do this. it. And yeah. Lainey knows how to do it. So anyway, okay. So David St. Romain, you are a, would you say you're a musician? I'm definitely a musician. Definitely a musician. Also, a music artist. Is that better right. than musician in terms well, so of I'm a title? I'm an artist because I've put out my own records as a, you know, as an artist. Okay. As, a, as opposed to a band. Gotcha. So when okay. somebody says, oh, what's the name of your band? I'm like, it's my name. Yeah. I'm the artist. Yeah. And so I'm the artist formerly known as, no, I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> as DSR. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, what's it just was all the way at the beginning of my, I was 10 years old when I wanted to start playing music or really I was probably younger than that when I wanted to start singing and. Uh, I remember I was in St. Gabriel. My mom worked at Siba Geige, which was one of the plants, and it's now something else. I don't know. And somebody can tell you later on the comments. But, yeah. <laughs> um, there was a daycare out there, and 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 so we we would go to this daycare, and then they had a they had like one of these company parties one time, and I think they had like one of these dress up bands. It's kind of like what we would probably see, not dress up bands, but. It's the old version of maybe Bag of Donuts, but not like they didn't dress up and kiss. They dressed up bow ties and did the gotcha. You know, there was they like, had they had some sort of a theme. But I was like probably six, and I okay. was like, 
Ugh, just start. Like I wanted to do that. Oh, like, I okay. knew it. And so my dad uh, would sing all the time. And so he was a, is, is a great singer. And, and I knew that right off the bat. I had the ability to sing because I could hear and be on key. And so, and then right up, you do it in school. And then people would, I was in, you know, when I was in fourth grade, I, I wanted to do Love Bites by Def Leppard on, on our talent show, which I never did oh. until sixth grade okay. when I sang Europe, uh, Carrie. Okay. Uh, do, in does my, any of this sound familiar to you, Lainey? No. Okay. How old are you, Lainey? 25. That's why. So, <laughs> and then the next year, God bless the USA. You know I that know that one. one. <laughs> by Lee Greenwood. Then the next year, um, yeah, I don't, you wouldn't know that. It doesn't matter. But I went on to start my school career <laughs> in performing. And, okay. And that was, you know, where it started. And then, and I just hit the table, sorry. Okay, anyway. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I started doing musical theater. That was a real early. Um, I moved around a lot. I, my story is way deeper than this, but okay. my music career, kind of just how it excelled, was through school, music theater, and then ended up uh, picking up a guitar about 10 years old and okay. te- teaching myself how to play. And wow. Then, uh, started touring uh, right out of high school and, and started playing clubs all over Texas Club, Slidell, New Orleans, uh, Mustangs down the big clubs down there. Okay, and, and then just um, went to moved to Nashville. I rushed Kappa Sig at Southeastern. I mean, it's like big, much more history here. But you know, I lived in in uh, two states, four cities, and went to seven schools in twelve years. Oh, and so wow. I, I okay. I was that because very, of your music career? No, it's because uh, my dad was in the car business at the okay. time, and uh, in the eighties, and we moved to Florida, South Florida, and so I started um, I, in third grade, moved down to South Florida to okay. Port St. Lucie, then went the next year, moved to Vero Beach, okay, which because he changed jobs again, and then um, with, was there for five years, started high school there, went to three schools there, but one was it was because it was elementary then middle then high school so I was in that transition Mm. but it was one it was three elementary schools in two states and three cities wow and then right and then one middle school and then three high schools oh my and so I went to uh, Vero Beach junior high which was ninth grade at the time they did they lumped it in junior high and then I went to Menard Holy Savior Menard in Alexandria for a year when we moved to Alexandria when we moved back from Florida and then from Holy Savior Menard, uh, I went to uh, Woodlawn here in Baton Rouge, where oh, yeah. I was junior and senior year was here in Baton okay. Rouge. But all through these times of transitions, I found music t- somewhere. I found music either in school or I found it in music theater down in Vero Beach, um, which, side note, Jake Owen uh, is from Vero, and so we shared a lot of conversations about Vero Beach later on in life okay. when we became adults, Okay, um, which was fun. But so music was your constant. It was, and it was also um, – you know, uh, and, I, and I I don't want to get too deep because people will be like, whoa, but um, I was also a, a, a victim of childhood sexual abuse okay. during that transition. And so a lot of my ways of sort of putting a mask on and not dealing with that trauma was, uh, was to use music. Yeah. And it also you know, some of that became acting out and, you know, sexually as a young person. And so, Mm -hmm. and that carried on, you know, as an, as later on in my life. And so, um, but I found that music was the outlet for me right off the bat. And I was talented to do it. I I was going to say, and you had a talent. It wasn't like, like it was obvious. If I picked up a guitar, I mean, I would have no idea what to, I don't, I can't even read music. I mean, there's a level of talent with guitar, but you put 10,000 hours into playing guitar and you're going to play guitar. Yeah. So, you can sing for 10,000 hours and you may not have great tone. Oh. 
ever. That's like, a ever. Bl- that's a blessing. Never. You can't yeah. ask for. You can't earn tone. Okay. You understand that? Oh. So for me, I mean, I don't have a tone. God, so, I mean, <laughs> God said, "Hey, this is." I did that one on purpose. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So you <laughs> God have tone. said, so "Hey, you have you have." God blessed me with with that with my voice, and I'm not saying egotistically. I'm saying give it to God. It's not me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The skill of being able to perform. Yeah. I got that from earning it. I, I put the put in the hours playing the guitar, and yeah, I mean, there's some level of talent that comes with playing guitar. You right. got to have some skill. I mean, some talent, but yeah. a lot of that is skill. Well, you earn and you learn skill. Gotcha. And so, okay. um, so that's the difference for me in in the way I saw it early on. I knew because people would tell me, "Oh, you're great." Oh, this, and so they were always telling me that. And so I and I knew I got attention, and I didn't have to talk about anything else. It was yeah. just, and so I didn't know any of that of was sense. going on until way later. So that was all happening amongst just my daily life. Yeah, I can see that. But as an adult, later on, and I'll share how that came. But um, so then moving on, I, I joined the National Guard okay. right out of high school. Okay. Uh, well, take it back. I moved to Nashville for three months. Um, and, and then came back, realized I didn't know anything, um, came back and, and joined <laughs> Did the Did you National go to Nashville League. to try to play and make money there as an artist? I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Oh. Like I was a friend, I was going to be a star. Like I knew I could sing yeah. and I was going to be discovered. And oh, so okay. yeah. that was, I think I my plan at the time. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think a lot of people no, probably wrong think with it. that, you know. But I hadn't, you know, I didn't have any backing, no financial yeah. means. My parents were not wealthy, so. Yeah. Uh, we were very much, uh, uh, you know, as soon as you graduate high school, you're out, out, out the house, kind of take care of yourself at that point. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I came back. My brother was in the Guard. I joined the National Guard. Uh, it was probably the best decision I could have ever made. Okay. Um, and then, you know, moved, uh, uh, did my training during summer, went to school at Southeastern for a year and a half. Gotcha. And during that, went, you know, and then uh, I, I ended up, Starting more playing in the clubs again and really kind of developing myself. And, and I met someone who helped me uh, begin what's like an independent record deal uh, with someone in Nashville. So I was able to get a couple songs. We recorded them. I went to Nashville and I met the guy who wrote them. And then he and I struck up a, a lifelong relationship. He's still my mentor. Oh, wow. And uh, he was actually born on the exact same day as my father. Oh, Not okay. like the same year. We're talking That's about a, the that same That is such a sign. Day. Well, and that's my whole life. Yeah. So the green lights are like clear in my yeah. life. So that's why I'm here. Yeah. Because otherwise I would be trying to chase some kind of career. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You know, this is so anyways, we met, he he saw it, he helped put together a team of people. And then in 99, I moved from Hammond uh, where I was in school and left right in the middle of my school years, paid for by my National Guard stuff, left, moved to Nashville to become a star. Okay. That was my goal. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Uh, we made a record in 2000, 2001. They spent about $60,000 on that album to try to get me a record deal. And uh, I was I was so green. I can't imagine. I can only imagine why they didn't sign me. I was definitely too green. Okay. Um, this was the era of 2000, 2001. Dirk Bentley had just gotten signed. Okay. Luke Bryan had just gotten signed oh. to Capitol. Um, Eric Church had just gotten signed. Not quite. He was about to get signed. But the, um Keith Urban had just gotten signed. So there was a there was an era of bro country that we like to call. Okay. <laughs> um, I was I fell into that Aldine bro country era. 
um, even Aldine's bass player, Tully, was supposed to go out with me at one point for two months on a tour. And he's like, I can't. I've, I'm on this broken Poe artist now uh, named Jason Aldine. Okay. And so he never can. He's so still in that band. Can I interrupt you? Really? Wow. So you said that they spent $60,000 working on a contract. Oh, here contract. we go. It's a financial conversation. Yeah, this is where yeah. the CPA comes this in. Is, I'm so, no. I'm so not, basically, so they what, took the what is, is producer's side. So here's okay. what it, they became. I was just wondering what that money went to. I, so it produced the album. They went into the studio. We, okay. We paid. Um, all the musicians got paid. Okay. Uh, to, pl- to perform their you know, it was a two-day process in Emerald Studios down in Nashville on Music Row. Okay. Which, I mean, slippery when wet. Bon Jovi was cut on the same console. Hank Williams Jr., Family Tradition, yeah. kind of cut on that console. And actually, um, ZZ Top's uh, engineer, uh, Joe Hardy, who passed away, um, uh, he engineered all ZZ Top records and produced all – I mean, with he produced actually Tom Cochran's Life's a Highway. He was the producer of that. Wow. He was our engineer. I mean, okay. it's, it just, the band was – it doesn't matter. Okay. It was an incredible lineup. If you want to see it, uh, it's the DSR album, uh, my first album. I look like a child on the front of it, um, <laughs> which I was. But, you know, it's so – anyways, I tried to get – they tried to get me a record deal. They had me in front of every A&R president, every vice president of the company, you know, every president of every record label. Okay. Um, I almost ended up with a deal uh, with Mercury uh, through uh, one of our contacts, one of our guys up there. And they ended up signing. I mean, I, they paid Mercury paid me uh, fifteen hundred dollars to put on a showcase. So they paid me to they paid the band basically. Okay. And I hired a band from here, uh, Kevin Sheck Snyder, Red Anthony, uh, which your names you might remember. Mm-hmm. Were, I recognize yeah, those yeah. names. So yeah. Dennis Pennington plays with Kevin yep. full time. Yes. So Kevin is uh, it, it came up and played. Brett Smith played drums. David Wallace is actually Jake. Owen's guitar player now, okay. but David played in Crosstown Traffic and hit, hit, um, and the uh, other band that they had after that. I can't think of the name of it. Anyways, the point is, is they I hired a local band from Baton Rouge, and we all went up there and we played a showcase. And okay. So I had like an indie develop. I mean, I had a development deal is what it was to be called with, okay. with Mercury. Okay. But I didn't even know it. It wasn't any signature or anything. It was just like, we're going to give you money. And you're going to do this. And you're going to do this. And then we'll decide if, if we we're going to continue. Sign you. Okay. And they didn't. Okay. And so Luke Lewis uh, was the president of Mercury at the time, and um, and it was great. Uh, it was a huge opportunity. They all came over to my house afterwards. Uh, we ended up um, – I mean, I don't know if I can say this on there. We ended up hanging out, had a great time. He's like my dad's age. So, you know, uh, we drank all night, you know – it was like, yeah. we had a great time. It no was, judgment here. We're okay. in a, we're in a no drug judgment. I don't, I don't so. know if, if with the podcast it listeners. It doesn't matter. Okay, we're, so, we're fine. This is all about so you, it so it was the matter. first time that I'd ever smoked weed <laughs> with the president of, of a record label. Oh, that's Wait, a first good time you'd story. ever smoked weed ever? No, no, no. Oh, just with him. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> He was like, no. Oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 Okay. No. And when my book comes out later, everyone will know. But okay. it's a, Or anyone who wants to read it. But um, <laughs> the point is, is um, you know, that was the first time. And I don't want to out my uh, my family that was there that was participating, but that was fun. That was the first time I'd ever done that with them with too. With your family, so, yeah, that's, that's okay. such a great so, story. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> but okay, but this was after you found out didn't, they didn't sign. No, you? that was the night of. And oh. so the next so y'all day, were celebrating that y'all why. had just done this. I can promise you because his son brought it, so it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. Why. I was just trying to. Okay, I'm trying to. Put, I'm laughing because no, put this they ended up signing Steve Azar. Okay, if you remember who he was at one time, Vaguely. and then David Nail. Um, who's another, 
great, great songwriter, great singer, killer singer. So when they sign you, they are providing you funding to produce more Yeah, so they're basically records. the bank okay. who controls where the loan goes. Okay, that's, yes. That's and a so good that's a, yes. Well, and that is really what they are. They are the investors. Gotcha. So when they're going to okay. invest a million right up front, they better, this is like taking money and throwing it down a toilet. Yeah. If you were to say, I want to invest in the music business, I would tell you no. Uh-huh. I would say, go buy some housing. And then the money that you make after you pay off your housing, go invest that in the music business. Okay, because gotcha. that then it's throwaway money, gotcha. right? I okay. mean, so we so it's, it's risky. It's massively like risky. they could they could sign someone who could suck. I know ten million. I know people who have spent ten million dollars and still have not made money. A dime. Wow. So my practical CPA brain. <laughs> Can go <laughs> tell me. I, I mean, I'm just saying. I can I go never there. I'm a numbers that. guy because I run our organization. Yeah, so yeah. So I, that is just something I would never do. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up. So I ended up um, touring for five years, 2000 up until 2006. I got married the first time and um, had a baby in uh, um, on October 19th, 2006, and November. Let me back it up. Um, yeah, that's right. So September of 2006, I am in Houston auditioning for a TV show, reality show on USA Network with a group of young uh, musicians, and it's called Nashville Star. And I love that you know nothing about this. This is great. I do not know anything. So I, I because like I heard that. Yeah, you were probably show. a kid back yeah. then. So Chris Young. Probably a kid. I was uh Teaching at St. Joseph's Academy. Okay. Why well, you look so young? Oh well, so. I'm, I'm 42. <laughs> yes. No, you're doing good. You got it, girl. So, but the point is, is that in t- and I'm like, so we're you were 25, 26. Yeah, about. Yeah. I'm 28 at the time. Okay, 20, okay 20, gotcha. About to be. Uh, I was about to say, I think we're about the same age. I'm 45. But, <laughs> okay. But the um, you know, so I, I had. It, it, it's a really cool story. And again, signs. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on long. I talk a lot. It's, okay. it's, okay. it's a podcast. Good. So it's so. I'm I'm riding at my house. I can't remember when it was. It might have been like July or whatever. But I'm riding at my house with a guy named Ronnie Calhoun who started a band called Vidalia. They okay. had a song called Louisiana yep. Swamp Assassin. You may remember these mm. guys. So, excuse me. And uh, Ronnie, man, he comes to my house and he's like, dude, something's going to happen for you. I just know it. I just know it. Ring, ding, 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 ding. My phone rings that day while we're riding. And it's this guy named Billy Block who had who put together the showcases for Mercury back in the – five years prior, six years prior. And Billy's like, David, I was hired to uh, put together auditions for a TV show that's on USA Network. You may have heard of it called Nashville Storm. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of it. Because it was five years. They had done four seasons. Mm-hmm. Chris Young had just won. Miranda was on the first season. She's already a star at that point. Wow. Um, and so uh, Buddy Jewell won the first season. He wasn't very, he wasn't super successful, but the show had already produced a star. So there was obviously star-making power in that show. Mm-hmm. And I had auditioned in Salt Lake City a couple of years prior and didn't make the show um, for whatever reason. But so I was already kind of taken back to Ronnie. It was like called it that day. I swear to you, this is a story. He'll back it up. September, I go to Houston to uh, audition and it's me and um, a little girl named Casey Musgraves. Ooh, wow. And so I, and, I, and I remember going, holy shit. This fucking girl is a superstar. Like, I saw it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It was just this presence of her. She just, and she's just a little girl at the time. She was barely 18. Okay. And uh, and I told her parents, I went to the table at this bar in Houston. I'm like, 
your daughter's a superstar. Like, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. And come find out, she did grow up best friends with Miranda's brother. Grew up with Miranda, same small town. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, um, I know that. I so um, we both got on the show uh, from that audition. Uh, we go to Nashville, do the semifinals. I meet Miranda's parents at the semifinals. That was really cool. Um, and, and then get on the show. And then uh, I proceeded. She got kicked off 10th on the show. Uh, she got into an argument with Randy Owen, the lead singer of Alabama. It looked like an argument. Sorry if I'm not quoting that correctly. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. But whatever. It looked like that <laughs> from my perspective from the side of the stage. <laughs> Um, but Randy and Blake Shelton was a, was a judge. And so I got to meet Blake and spend a lot of time with Blake. He was cool. Um, but Randy, um, yeah, I don't talk about all that on there. It ain't on that website. I'm yeah. looking, I just, I'm, I'm just, go, keep going. You okay. go. Stop. So, this so, is, this is exclusive content. No, yeah. I'm glad this is exclusive content. I just want to make sure I have a little bit of a quasi agenda. So you keep yeah, going. I love it. So basically, um, <laughs> we, uh, I was looking at the website listeners and he's calling me out. I was not looking for this on the website. I wanted to look at something. Go you ahead. Just Google it. But no, the, 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 you know, so I ended up getting third place on the show. Oh, wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was on every episode. Um, and, Did you, you have know, fun? Was that a cool experience? It was. It changed my life. Yeah, yeah. It changed my life. Okay. I spent um, three months on a uh, on in Nashville, two months on a TV show, and then I spent another three months on a tour where we where we toured forty dates across the country on a tour bus, and uh, and it had and opened for pretty the, much. Didn't the baby happen at some point? Well, the this? baby happened right before the show was born. So when you watch the show, you will see my um, my previous wife holding my daughter, who's now a junior at St. Joseph's. Okay. And, and her little sayings, vote for my daddy on her bottom. Oh, yeah. how yeah. cute. Oh, yeah. So okay. we had we had won all of you ladies' hearts. I just oh, want yeah. you to know that. Yeah. I had Because honestly, I mean, I, I look back and I'm like, God, I look like a moron on there. Like talking like, oh, I'm here for my whole family. Like, I mean, I was like, I feel like I'm working it a little too hard on the show. But hey, you go back that, and you're that's like. That's reality TV. No shame yeah. in that game. Yeah. No shame in I that wasn't, game. I wasn't cheating on my wife on that show. Yeah. And that wasn't, you know, you know, there were a couple people in that show. I'm going, what are you doing, man? You're questionable actions here. Yeah. But yeah. It, it was, um, you know, we had, uh, it, it changed my life. I got, I'm still close friends with, uh, with Randy and his family. Uh, spent a lot of time with them at their golf tournaments years after that, following that. Um, and then the governor, uh, Blanco, did a really an awesome w- welcoming ki- uh, uh, Mayor Holden named a day for me. Uh, I got the key to the state. Okay, the what? So you were like at this A big point. deal. So you're, ba- you're famous. A, no. I mean, I knew you were a big deal, but like you're sitting in this office at Winkler. You have Falken a key to Winkler. the state and you I have a day after you? The state. I also received and the Jimmy Davis. And us little old Louisiana I ladies to come record a podcast in on. this office. I'm, I, but again, like I'm just... So I I saw it all like I'm I don't it was really hard for me to see it in present. I wasn't necessarily present for it all emotionally. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I've grown up like it, so then let me just you know back up keep going because I don't want to leave y'all hanging but in 2007 then I moved to back to Nashville. Uh, you know got a management partner uh to try to help me make some sense of it. Either yeah. get a record deal again, okay. try to get a record deal. Mm-hmm. Still couldn't get a record deal. So oh. we came back and uh, and and basically raised, uh, did some private equity raising, private fund raising. Yeah. And uh, right here down the road, uh, the Manships let me do it. Davo let me do it at his house. And it was awesome. And, and brought in a few people. And the Solars, Dr. Solar, Kay and Curtis, mm-hmm. helped support me tremendously. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and they really wanted to know how to how to shake and move in the industry. And so CJ was wanting to get 
you know, his career off the ground. And um, I ended up uh, helping them get a place and getting them connected with a realtor where they bought a place for CJ. He goes to Belmont, ends up with a cut. Uh, Morgan Wallace for first single up down was written by a Baton Rouge native, CJ wow. Solar. Wow. Yeah. My, my, you know, investors and partners son. Yeah. Uh, um, and then Benji Davis has gone on to write. Yeah. Like five number one hits. Yeah. Like Benji's just incredibly successful now. Okay. And I'm, I mean, but I, I mean, even Blank, Governor Blanco had Benji and I and uh, um, uh, Louisiana LaRue at the mansion, and we did performance for LPB. And so there's just been all these huge opportunities over and over and over again. But then about 2012, 2013, I just, you know, it started, I think, this like, what am I going to do to make a living? Because I'm getting a little older and I can't go out and tour and raise children. So I started a construction company to try to pay for private school. And that worked uh, for about four years till the flood happened. And I went through the most egregious depression trying to rebuild people's houses who had oh. catastrophically lost everything. And so that brought me to a really, really dark place. And what that ended up doing is... I mean, I'm like literally on my knees begging God, like, I got to get help. I got to, you know, drinking and and just not where I needed to be. And so literally my phone goes off and someone who I had met earlier, uh, a few months earlier said, hey, here's this thing you could go to. What do you think? It's still, there's an opening. And I went and um, I've had just that was a beginning for me. Um, and actually that was more like around 2015, 2016. Um, I got my first, I went through my first, uh, program of, I would say recovery, Mm -hmm. um, of recovery. I started recovery in 2017 Mm -hmm. and, um, and I I began recognizing that God had a much bigger plan for me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to be country music, which is why I didn't get a record deal. Makes totally total sense because I would have been stuck in this like owing somebody being in the red, literally. Cause that's the other thing about the business aspect is that you literally have a red balance on your name forever. Yeah. So they will, you can never make that up and you never have another chance. They use that as leverage against that, you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And like, yeah. and there's, and now that, I, and especially if you're older and they have the young talent coming in that doesn't have any balance and they don't have any kids, they don't have any wives, they don't have any, any mm-hmm. anything holding them back. So, and they don't have any opinions, <laughs> typically. So they do what they want them to do. Yeah. But that being said, I um, you know, I was at a point where I knew I had to do something else. And so I was begging God for help and, and he and he answered it. And uh it started where I I went back to some of my previous uh serving people and I recognized that music could be used to heal and help people and through uh through some support of uh, uh you know and and, and and doing a little bit of uh, ground pounding, I'd call it, legwork. Uh, I spent a year working for the Children's Advocacy Center. Okay. As a survivor of sexual abuse, I knew I wanted to serve that population. Okay. And so, uh, so I was the edu- uh, prevention education specialist and taught um, uh, roughly 5,000 kids around the region. Wow. In a year about uh, about um, inappropriate grooming behaviors and, and how to recognize when somebody's trying to groom you. Yeah. And for y'all, if you think about it as, as women, y'all are used to it. When a guy hits on you, you know it. Yeah. But when an adult male does that to a child yeah. or an adult female, even I'm sure, but most yeah. of the time men mm-hmm. do that to children, especially young ladies. It's they're like, 
this is weird. This is awkward. I yeah. don't know how to act. And it's because we don't have that conversation. Yep. And yeah. we don't protect them. And so, so it was a personal mission of mine to, to try to help as many children not go through what I went through, which yeah. was constant grooming because I don't know why. Maybe they saw me as little and vulnerable, mm-hmm. but whatever it was, it was, and I laugh about it because I'm, I'm, it's an easy way to, because I'm past the pain of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, and you took that and turned it into education, which is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And having and I conversations still do that, that people probably are, I mean, it's not They're scared to have. Yeah. It's not a comfortable conversation to have, but it's a necessary absolutely. piece of it. I think absolutely. the people that don't know are the people that haven't experienced it. Yeah. Absolutely. And you being able to share your story has probably changed so many lives. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm just, um, I'm continuing to uh, be an advocate for that world. Uh, I don't work for them anymore, but I was there for a year. I committed a year. I had never worked for anyone in my life. I had been a self-employed individual my whole life. So that was my first job. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I work, I deliver pizza, you know, at night. But I'm talking about a real job. Yeah. And so, um, I, and I shadowed the ED during that time pretty heavily. I did some lobbying in, in D.C. during that time and, and really didn't know that I had so much value that I could bring mm-hmm. um, and, and network, which really was a lot of the value. And, uh, you know, again, God's just been really grace, gracious to me. I don't know why sometimes, but uh, I, I'm, I try to step back and go, you know, it's, it's not because of the works I've done. It's just because uh, I got to. You know, I, I got a calling and this is my calling. Yeah. So, so there, uh, from then I, uh, did some piloted ideas, uh, under a, one contract and, and we piloted some workshops, uh, and I, where we brought, uh, veterans together and we started, uh, sort of, we, we did like a facilitation, I mean, a, a, a share, a group share where each person would share a portion of their life or whatever they chose to. And then we found a unified message to write a song about. And so, and that became a way of, of, of expressing um, either trauma or happiness. And, you know, in our friend Chad Shinever's, uh case, it became how we could tell a story about his grandfather. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've, you haven't heard Pawpaw's Hat yet, but when you hear the story about his grandfather and how it influenced him to become a soldier, uh, it's really, really powerful. And, and a lot of people relate to these things uh, that are out there that are veterans. And so, I, you know, as a veteran, uh, I could speak to there are a lot of us that deal with a lot of trauma out there that haven't um, been able to express it. Yeah. And so um, and, and so this gave uh, other people this just gave other people the opportunity to do that. And so we started officially uh, December 2019. OK. And uh, that's Songs of Survivors. Songs of Survivors. Okay. And I launched it in 2000. Actually, our first gathering was March 12th of 2020. Oh, okay. And you can imagine how that went the next day. Right, exactly. Uh, Lieutenant Governor um, uh, was there, and he was a part of the original uh, pilots. So right off the bat, he was a big, big part of how I was able to continue this work. Um, He helped fund the last couple years, along with um, even the mayor's office here, helped fund some of our work, Uh, other grants, community grants, um, you know, that BRAF and different grants that I was oh, wow. able to approach in different, uh, and again, going back to that, that network, I mean, the, the music opened the door for uh, opportunities to me that, I, you know, I had played for the inauguration, I had played for Bill, uh, for Lieutenant Governor's uh, parties and played for different uh, different uh, lobbyists uh, who had, uh, you know, opportunity. And so now I am a uh, officially a registered lobbyist. I am because I oh. wanted to be able to keep ethical boundaries amongst all the work I'm doing. 
Um, so that way, uh, as I do go out and seek funding for our organization, uh, I'm the executive director, so I'm not just a lobbyist. Right, That's yeah. just a portion of my yeah. job. No, and I, so, I like the explanation. Yeah, yeah and so it, it, and I, I don't have any clients. I don't, uh, Songs of Survivors is my only client, and so uh, I work on behalf of Songs of Survivors. Okay. But most of the time, they're paying me. Most yeah. of the time, the legislators are paying me to come play for them, and it's their PACs or their lob or their their support systems, their campaigns that pay me to come perform for them. So you're still okay. So you're still performing. You're still performing. Yeah, I had two shows this weekend. Uh, oh, okay. Now I'm trying to follow though, David. So are you're still performing, and that is on behalf of Songs of Survivors, or no, it's just no. a piece of it? And I just, you're an artist. Yeah, I'm an artist who's available to perform. Gotcha. Okay, uh, for hire. Uh, I think I, I know this sounds, but so that's not weird. necessarily your full time job. Well, I can tell you, I make more money playing music than I do from the organization. Okay. But a couple of years ago, or if we back up when you were kind of like, okay, I need to figure out what to do. Yeah. You weren't making as much money. You're a hundred percent accurate. Okay. I was, I spent, I didn't, I left out the part that, you know, I never stopped playing. Yeah. But I reduced the amount of shows in the bars tremendously. Okay. Okay. And I got out of the bar and casino rotations and I did IP casino chill lounge for seven years rotated there every couple months every three months and i would do three nights thursday night friday night and saturday night and that would include lots of shots and lots of late like sleeping until noon and then getting up and like you just feel like shit it's like a vicious cycle i feel like yeah and so people who excuse me but you did that for seven years i mean that was one venue that was just one venue wow that was every weekend And and so now i'm actually playing every weekend again i'm but now, but I feel like it might be a little bit. I'm gonna say like different environments are caliber, a lot better. Like, yeah. So is it more like private Atmosphere events now? It's or? 95 percent yeah. private yeah. events. Yeah, I yeah. played at Paragon's Casino Friday night for Senator for uh, for her. Uh, it was called Buns and Guns. It was a girls' concealed cla- carry class. Oh. that she held uh, in Central Louisiana, Senator Heather Cloud, and it was awesome. And I played as their entertainment. So it was me and a bunch of women. Yeah, it was horrible. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of like this podcast. <laughs> so oh, I feel like I feel like you're you're fine with the ladies. Yeah, I think I, I think I know. I, I know you know how to work. Okay, but, so so that's interesting though how it's kind of evolved into you. From what I'm hearing. Being in a dark place, trying to figure out what you're going to do, obviously um, leaning on God's direction the whole time. And so so coming up with the Songs of Survivors to channel things that you went through to help people. And now you're still able to play music for hire. 100%. Yeah. I feel like it's the best of all the worlds. Like you're doing all the things. I'm blessed. Yeah. And I got more. But you're also, (laughs) but you're blessing other people. Well, that's why. So I... A few years ago, I told my wife, and, and you know, I did a podcast with um, another podcast with the financial guys over here in town, and I don't want to give them any love over here. <laughs> uh, we might know these financial about guys. Pete and, and his brother. Yes. Bush. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, We're like basically besties. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Andy Bush is my work spouse. Of course. I'm just going to be honest. I love okay. it. I we love work it. with them very so, a lot. I didn't want to say you it. Said financial <laughs> podcast. We were yeah. like, like we it's got to be the Bush. They've brothers. all been on ours. Been of course. Of course. Been on and, and I'm like 45, so I'm not in the runway decade yet, right? So, <laughs> so oh, I'm I like, told Pete I'm ready. I'll go in the runway decade. Yes. So, but, and then I was like, okay, so we're on this podcast. I basically did the same thing we just did. And then. I'm like, I'm probably the worst guy you want to talk to about investments <laughs> because I have invested in myself. Well, 
my it's entire life. I have zero retirement, but I have intellectual property. I have tons of music. And mm-hmm. what does that value? Nothing while I'm alive. Well, but right now, unless, you know, we decide or, or, you know, get a lick, if you want to call it. But the point is, is I last year I was um, – I, you know, I've always I, and I've been very prayerful, and and I've been involved in in our what we call the Axe community at St. George. Which, okay, if yep. if anybody's listening knows, if not, it's basically an intercessionary retreat for middle aged uh, people who are going. Okay, I need a refresher, yeah, <laughs> and I need a replug. Yeah, yeah, we're from. And so I got very involved, obviously, with music being a big key uh, component of that. I can serve in that capacity, and yeah. so have teamed quite a bit since and, and, and shared my story with a lot of folks. And um, I knew that God, well, I, I heard the, the this, this in my, one of my, what we call adoration time. And, and, and it was use your, you know, you have to use your voice to help people heal, but it's not just singing. And that's, and that's where I'm like, okay, so I have a bigger calling than just being a singer. Mm-hmm. And so or performer and entertainer. And yeah. so I, um, so last year I was hearing that and I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to be speaking in front of people. And that's not, so I don't write well when it comes to that kind of stuff. I couldn't write a, a speech if you, I would have to spend a week in seclusion without a cell phone. Cause my ADHD is like, oh, squirrel, you know, so I'm doing really good right now. I just want y'all to know. You're doing great. And, uh, but we, uh, you know, I had, so I'm playing my last bar gig of 2022 in November and I've been hearing this poll and, and in that direction and I'm out at uh, good times bar in uh, Denham Springs uh-huh. and in walks in this little lady with big old blonde poofy curly hair. And she's a lady that used to work for city social magazine back in the day, which was a magazine here in town uh-huh. and used to do. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And she did my first write up. I feel like I was in city social for my wedding for some I bet you reason. Were. I bet so you go were. ahead. Yeah. But the, that, so, so that's when you she know used to old. do all the music editorials and stuff like that, music write ups and whatnot. And so, well, she went on to write um, the Derek Todd Lee book. And then she went on to write a book about the Zodiac killer. I, think, I know who you're talking about. And, um, and so in walks in Susan Mustafa. Okay. And so I, I, I have a connection. I'll tell you about it all. I love yeah. it. Well, this is not coincidence. So I don't take this by any I feel like I feel like this is like you're saying all these things and I'm like I, I have had to have met you at some particular like point. Like y'all's paths have to We cross. have too many connections. So so and I'm like you got to be fucked. I'm looking up literally in the bar going god what the <laughs> like really like are you really going to make me do this? And so uh I'm I hadn't seen her in 20 years. Uh-huh. And I mean, we have other history, fam. I dated her niece. We were, you know, there was history there that was deep. Mm-hmm. And so we knew each other well. Yeah. And I, she even, do you even remember? Do you, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I have your number. You want to see it? Like, yeah. you know, so um, we go outside and I said, I got to tell you this. You're here for a bigger reason. And And I said, you're supposed to write my book. And she's like, well, I'm expensive. And I'm like, well. I'm going to figure it out. And so. Like, uh, that won't stop me, Susan. Oh, no. Don't yeah. give me a challenge. Yeah. And so especially raise money. Come on. Because then it's a real challenge and it's going to happen. But the so uh, all with support of friends, uh, you know, I was able to get some support. And then the other portion of it, I was like, okay, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. So started in January, we started writing my book. And 
basically not writing. We started doing background. I sat with her for five hours and not a week uh, since January. Was that hard for somebody who has ADHD? It's hard for her, not for me. <laughs> okay. You can talk. Okay. And so you were telling she she's took, trying she to capture pad, your story. Yellow books, like okay. yellow pads, stacked. And so is this a autobiography or a biography? So it's a memoir? story about my life. Okay. And how to how I've been able to take this tragedy and turn it into triumph. Yeah. And 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 so uh yeah, definitely. It is an autobiography, but she's not she's not ghostwriting. Her name's going to be on it because I want that New York Times bestseller. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say that out loud. Of um, course you have to and, say and I, that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's incredible. Um, and honestly, it's been so cathartic for me. I, I have had such an incredible experience of being able to just expel my vulnerabilities to her and, and then control where we go with it. Yeah. Know, how to, yeah. Uh, how much to share. And so, uh, but at, I, I'm, you know, we're at the point now where she's actually started writing. And so it, it gets better. I, I do a, I do a cohort with Wilson foundation. They give us a small grant for capacity building. And that day her and I were talking and she's like, look, um, you know, some changes have happened. What do you think about making it? So we made some adjustments to some, uh, how I was paying her to help both of us. And, and, and it was like, and she goes, I think I might have to get a part-time job. And I said, okay, I literally just got a grant to hire a part-time employee. I think this is a sign. And so I hired her. And so she's now been with me. So it's not just like, it's so deep. It's because just such she's a multifaceted like, relationship now. Well, and there's so she's a part time employee of, of Songs and Survivors. Survivor. Okay. Yeah, and so she's now writing all of our stuff for us. Oh, that's amazing. She's and you know the talent level. She's talented, her. and so it's like all of my narratives that I need, all of my grants, all of that's, anything. And that's probably you probably needed some help. Oh, uh, you think? <laughs> Uh, I def anyone who knows David knows I need help a lot. <laughs> but, well, no, I'm just saying, just in terms of the like uh, all these things that you're trying to do yourself, I'm, like you I'm, needed, I'm you literally liter- juggling you needed balls someone all who the was time. Capable, yeah. And I could use a lot more help, but we're just not we're not scaled there yet. But it, it's going to happen. There. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm really I'm just I'm blown away. I'm blown away, and that's where we're at. You know, I think we'll be. Um, you know, we'll be. Moving into 2024 with a lot going on. Yeah. I am, uh, I'm performing a ton, um, for our state and representing our state in Mardi Gras, DC Mardi Gras for Louisiana Live. Awesome. Uh, I'm, I'll be representing our state at, for our Louisiana Travel Association That's for great. our annual gala, for their gala and performing with that, uh, the week prior. So January is crazy for me. Yeah, that me. sounds crazy. Um, I thought January is crazy for me, but I don't actually have to perform. But I just have to You know, that part, the performance is literally like getting on a bicycle. Easy. Yeah, like, just it's do nothing. It. Yeah. It's like doing this. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done 10,000 shows. <sighs> so many so, yeah. shows, David. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not it's online. I did 100 online uh, shows during COVID. Wow. Yeah. That is so, like, this is so cool. I wasn't really sure where we were going to go with this podcast, but I like it. But he's a I'll, superstar. He's Whatever. Famous. I don't know about that. I mean, we've had I mean, only I mean, on he's... only only fans, folks. Only fans. <laughs> <laughs> Check okay. out my toes. So let me ask you this question. I don't want to forget to ask <laughs> Just this lo- logistical question about songs of survivors. If funding is you get. So grants, we, yeah. private funding, um, just like if somebody wanted so like to donate any, to it. Absolutely. Okay. You can donate at sosmusic.org okay. slash donate. Okay. 
That's sosmusic.org slash donate. That's Have you said that before? Then, yeah. No, but uh, the other, you know, we are like any business. You want to diversify as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, and and so for us, uh, and again, shadowing that ED at Children's Advocacy Center was priceless for yeah. me because I didn't yeah. go to college. So my business schooling was done in real time. Yeah. And, and to see where their funding was coming from and all of the different ways that they were able to support a million and a half dollar organization a year. And, yeah. Yeah. And they're in, like, the work they do is, is sacred. Incredible. Yeah. And so, and so if we're going to do it, how do we do it right? Ethically, keep it, you know, keep it, the money going where it needs to go. Yep. And uh, so if we, so yes, we raise money in, in, in event fundraising. We raise money in grant, community grants. I'm pushing for legislation dollars mm-hmm. uh, next year. Mm-hmm. I'll be pushing for federal dollars and state dollars. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, also, uh, I mean, I tried, veterans never pay a dime. Um, and then I'm hoping that we can get funded where even the partners don't pay where our, say, recovery centers don't pay for it or nursing homes don't have to take out of their budgets to serve the veterans within their... Gotcha. So if we have three categories that we really serve, we serve aging population. Okay. We serve um, non-government organizations that are, say, like recovery centers or anyone that serves veterans that are non-government. And we serve the VA through community care department or rec therapy. Um, And we have no insurance filing, so there is no... Uh, taxonomy code if you want to get technical. I've learned all these things as I've gone, but, um, you know, that's what it takes. I mean, I'm a, like a Gary Vaynerchuk fan, so I don't know if you know who that is, Gary V. If you don't know Gary V, you need to know Gary V. Like, okay. this dude's energy and ability to run a company with 4,500 employees and be a worldwide, you know, phenomenon. He's, yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. But I, I'm thinking... He's probably organized. He's way all over the map, but he has incredible talent surrounding right, him. Right, that's got it. And he's also very empathetically based. So everything is all about love, empathy, leadership. That's that's based around how can I serve you as my employee, not how can you serve me. And that's kind of how I'm trying to lead all of this. Yeah, like, how do that's I? Because I'm gonna get served. It happens all the time. I know that. He just continues to show me. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So so that's where we're at. What? You ready? A story. We can start over. (laughs) Hit replay. I need some alcohol now. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, the attic just came out. So, so, um, I just think that the, I'm going to say involvement, but that I don't think that's actually a word, but the evolution of you Uh is, I mean, I just, like I said, I did not do that much research. I did not know much about you other than my cousin chad telling me you need to be yeah. on the podcast and well, now you know why that's so incredible yeah i mean our look olin corporation chad's company the company he works for New- neutron or a, a tri- is it triad. triad yeah triad um sorry chad i, I, know, I think they might be weren't uh, they were owned they have a parent company yeah something like anyway, that sorry so chad, the, we can't keep up well the anyway yeah exactly but the point is is without them without the industry we wouldn't be where we are. Yeah. We raised, um, first, right off the bat in 2020, we raised 15000 on that first time. And Olin Corporation wrote a $5,000 check to yeah. get st- help get it started. Yeah. And uh, that had to do with some connection through family with one of the leadership there. And and he said, hey, you're serving veterans and we love veterans. They own Winchester, the Bullets. Okay. And so it makes sense that they would serve veterans uh, as part of their initiative. And so the next year they came to me uh, and said, we want to start a golf tournament. And I went, thank you. Because I knew the difference between five thousand dollars and what a golf tournament. Exactly. Could be. And so, uh, as a 
kind of a business developer guy. I knew that we could, uh, having an owner company like them on board with all of their vendors who wanted to participate. Uh, first year they raised um, around forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Wow. The second year they doubled that. Yeah. And then this past year they raised one hundred and twelve thousand. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's great. So I um, so this year we cleared right at about a hundred. Uh, which is was our I think going to be our goal annually from here on. I don't want to push the, that industry too hard. Yeah. Uh, but we're working on other fundraisers, and that's just for our Baton Rouge market. Yeah. We're statewide. We serve Bogalus. Bo- I mean, uh, uh, Bossier City. Okay. We serve uh, you know New Orleans, North Shore, and so as we, I, I want to do fundraisers obviously to serve that community in that yeah. region. Yeah. I don't want to necessarily have Baton Rouge fundraising going to North Shore. Yeah, or I want that makes sense. Yeah. North Shore money to go to North yep. Shore. And I want Bozier money to go to Bozier. Well, I think that's strategic, and I think it also um, – It helps with the donors. The buy-in. Yeah. Exactly, because they, they want their to money go back. to yes. go back to their community. They want it to go back to their community, and, and yes. The same way Baton Rouge wants it, the same way Bozier would want yes, it. Yes, exactly. And, and so um, – so, uh, you know, last year I, I was able to participate in Leadership Louisiana okay. as, a, as a class, okay. uh, as a classmate. Yeah. And that, that really changed the dynamic of my network tremendously. Yeah. I mean, the, the leveling up of that. So much you exposure. Know, oh, it was huge. And, and again, knowing some people in those areas already, but not having a JD or not having a CPA mm-hmm. or not having MD behind my name. It made me, you know, and having trauma, the self-worth. Mm-hmm. issues yeah but man when you're sitting there and i'm telling being vulnerable with my classmates telling them i don't feel like i deserve to be here but you're making me feel like i do and they're saying no you bring value with or without a degree yes you yeah. don't have to have that degree and so having that support system in that group and we're still very close all of us it you know it it really changed a lot for me so i i I would say if you have an opportunity to participate in kind of development, professional development like that, or leadership at Rouge, yeah, or I did or um, Julio's leadership. Yeah, group I did leadership at so I did the BRAC leadership awesome. program, but and we did it during um, the flood. So oh. we were on our retreat when it was flooding, and it was the first time ever they had to send us home, and we get we didn't get to finish our simulated society that they make you do for the two day retreat. Oh. And it was a real bummer because we were about to riot. We were the red group. We didn't have any money. <laughs> but we had it. gotten enough money to riot. And then they were like, y'all have to go home. This is dangerous. And we were like, are you serious? <laughs> like, it's just getting good. But you do. You do. Like, we still email. Like, yes. we still email. And that was in 2016, yeah. you know? And you're kind of yeah. connected to these people that you've been through this whole experience with. And commitment. Because right. Leadership Louisiana is a commit. I mean, that's a... Oh, absolutely. Is it a two-day commitment every month? Or it's, it's every, they, it was like every other travel? month we traveled the entire state. Okay. Yeah, um, and we went to, uh, you know, New Orleans, Lafayette, yep. uh, uh, Lafouche, you know, uh, Thibodeau area so we could see the port. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah. Like, to learn and then to hear about the statistics and the dollars and, mm-hmm. and all of the numbers economically and, and um, education and, and just understand where we are, uh, the state of the state uh, Even across the Even the Baton board. Rouge leadership. I'm born and raised Baton Rouge and I'm going on these buses to other parts of Baton Rouge I've never been to. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, the I history have lived is deep. Like, I mean, where have I been? You know, I've been under a rock. In so a bubble. I, I agree with you. I have <laughs> yeah. been in a bubble. She, but she we does all have a bubble. I do have a bubble. Yeah. I still have a bubble. But I try to, I try to pop a bubble how we do for safety. Well. Yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay. So I don't want to, um, David does on. have another commitment. Well, you got to go get your child. Oh, we're good. we got eight minutes. Come on. Okay. Let's keep going. So what questions do you have, Lainey? Any questions for him? What didn't I cover? I don't think so. I, 
I'm not good at like the hosting part. I just like to listen. Yeah, what's your favorite song? I love that name, by the way, because obviously I'm a huge Laney Wilson fan. Yeah, Laney. Wait, wait, who's what's what's whose favorite song? His song. He said, "Are you going to ask me my favorite song?" Sure. Yeah, go for it. Tupelo Honey by Van Morrison. It's not one of your own songs. I do not listen to my own music. (laughs) I struggle. No. I go back to my records. It's okay. Like, I don't like listening to <laughs> myself on the podcast, so it's kind of the same. Thing. I, lo- yeah. I, lo- I, I after listening to myself twice on the podcast, now I listen to everyone and I even laugh at myself. I'm oh, like, I'm because funny. we're yeah, hysterical. You're not, you're not. You don't have issues with self work. Well, the best, the no, best. I would never listen to myself singing. That would be horrible. Oh. I love when I'm editing this at my desk, but then I hear Melissa in real life, be, like talking to someone near me, and I'm like, whoa, there's like a yeah, lot of her happening right yeah, now. Yeah, my equilibrium's off. I'm a lot. Well, it's funny because I feel like people, um, I'll run into people, you know, and they're like, hey, da da da. And they tell me something that I said on the podcast, and I'm like, hmm, you're going to have to remind me Wait, exactly what was I, I talking about. Story. That day. How many Flash, episodes have y'all done? Like 140. Oh, no wonder you don't remember. Go ahead. I have a funny story that is going to turn into a shout out, but my girl Amy Hazel, who is on the beignets with me, we had like a photo shoot the other week, and the beignets is like the a beignets dance are? group that I just joined this year. So I did dance They're growing legit. up, and they, um, dance in parades they like do it in parades and stuff. Oh, are y'all y'all going to do like Mardi Gras parades? Yes. What about Mystique? Are you doing that one? I think so. I'm the Grand Marshal. Okay, I'm going to have to come find you. But my girl Yay. Amy came up to us. Um, we were doing like a media day to get pictures. And she goes, I need to talk to you. And I was like, I think I know what this is about because I saw that we follow her on Instagram and she's a wedding planner. We've had a few wedding planner and like wedding industry people on. And she was like, it makes sense. I never put two and two together that you're the Laney from the podcast. I'm like, there's not a lot of Laney's out there. Right. But I love that we made that connection. That's and now awesome. we got to meet in real well, life and now we're teammates. My sister was riding with one of her kids friends moms okay if anybody can connect the dot and they were going somewhere and and that she said that this whoever this was was like yeah i'm wondering why friends suggested me listening to this podcast called louisiana ladies ah! and i started listening and i think that's your sister megan and megan's <laughs> like well i was on it <laughs> we're basically famous no we're not we're not as famous as famous as no not small as, town not as, not not as famous as dsr I, i'm just waiting until i can walk into an airport and somebody goes you're Melissa from Louisiana. Someone did, hey, someone did Somebody that to me at a that. career fair, so that's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I believe it. It'll happen. So, y'all have y'all have a pretty decent following on there. I was watch, I was looking we, at it. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, if we could do this full time, I think we could really take it to the next level. Well, you have level. no you, – you don't do the sponsorship thing. We don't. Yeah, so that's why. We have Cause some – Because I told Lainey, I'm like, what if we did – I'm like, I, I work in client service, and so – I deliver client service. I'm like, we'd have to deliver. And if we forgot to deliver and people we were paying us, We do have some monthly contributors. So um, that that's never out of the question, people. You can still <laughs> sign up for that. Oh, yeah. We got listener but, um, support. We do have listener support. So we have a few people sign up. How do they there. convert? Oh, I'm asking these questions. Wait, what do you mean? How do they convert? How do they, how do they donate? How they give you oh, support? It's through. So we produce the podcast through Spotify for podcasters, and they have a platform. They, so Spotify so is your conversion tool. Yes, gotcha. Correct. I was like, I don't know that. So I do want to. I do want to throw that out before we leave. So if you do want to know about where I'm at or what I'm doing, I have a texting uh, platform. I saw. So I, I just saw that yeah. on that. Yeah, it's like go it ahead. sends so, updates. Yeah, I mean, I send out messages. A lot of times, it's just positive love or hey. Yeah. You know, I, a lot of times I'm using, uh, you know, what some other people have sent out, and and I, I kind of. Sometimes I'll use it, or sometimes I'll make up my own, and and all my dates are on there. It's not on the Songs well, of Survivor David, site. Wait, it's on my personal was, I just saw. It. Oh, okay, yeah, that's where it is. Well, well, we have a Lanyap, which is our newsletter. Keep going. Keep, Keep going. going. Right there. 
That's it. So it's uh, if you want to stay in touch with me, please text me, uh, hey, David, or whatever you want to say, what's up, to uh, 225-396-4166. I just text did. me at 225-396-4166 to keep up with everything DSR. And you can add yourself. Oh, yeah, this is – The radio voice is coming out. This is so, and, and, yeah, I mean, I have, like, conversion pages. and So business-wise, I have a conversion page, uh, meetdsr.com, M-E-E-T-D-S-R.com. Okay. And that's, like, my business card. So if you want to – it has my phone number, my email. Uh, but if you're a music – fan i don't really normally give that one out i'll give out tip dsr.com which is more of like my music links and that's if cool. you want to tip me during a performance oh that's um, awesome like so venmo and paypal and those kind of things and then but all about conversion i mean that's one of the things that people miss with music they gotta convert if i don't collect yeah. that data and they might be able to convert back to you and yeah. say hey you know so this texting platform's the the highest conversion rate I've we ever are, seen. We are working on like conversion with like our firm and our yeah. real job too. Yeah. And but yes, it makes sense. You can do that. Yes. Like, I mean, they have to opt in. Yes. So yeah. you have to opt in. You have to go through the little process. Yeah, that's okay. We tell yeah. and we, we, that's how our Matt Moscona, you'll see yeah. other local people that have that stop. But Gary V, he, he was one of the first investors in community, uh, which is where the texting platform. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, I do a face to face interview with the people before I would, pay them a hundred dollars a month and yeah. so they wouldn't know you're legit not just a bot and there's you know regulating rules you can't sell weed on there yes. you can't yeah. sell sex or well, anything like well, that well that, the good news is since i'm a cpa i'm fairly ethical yeah fairly <laughs> i like <laughs> i like to follow the rules do y'all do nonprofit work we do nonprofit yeah, work. We yeah, yeah, we do a lot of nonprofit work. So Lane McDaniel, work. do y'all know Lane? Because Lane does a yeah, lot of yeah. nonprofit work. Um, Scott um, oh, yeah, Lazarone's one of our partners here, knows Lane pretty oh, well. Yeah. They think they were either on a board, a board together. Absolutely. But yeah, I would say a firm, firm-wise, firm nonprofits make up a, a big decent portion. amount of what large, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be talking after this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it really does. Um, I don't now, have a lot to do, but I, I can definitely use some oversight. Yeah, yeah. so, and that's honestly why people call us of course yeah. <laughs> you know they're like yeah. I, th- I know enough but you know i know enough to be dangerous but i just want to make sure everything's uh straight so yeah. all right we're gonna wrap up thank yeah. you so I much David. Awesome. Thank great you, ladies. well and when do you, do you know when your book is coming out or yes is that... that was i meant to ask that you know, i don't i okay. probably uh I, I would assume if we get a publishing deal it probably will not be till 2025 That's, well and be on the lookout if we don't get a publishing deal then maybe middle of 2024 in fall of 2024 yeah, because you can Depending self-publish. On, correct. That's at, what at that Pete point. Bush educated yeah. me on that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, maybe did. I'll write a book. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't, wanna, I don't want to act like I can write. That's why I just hired somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, who can you know what you write. know. Yeah. At this point, I feel like yeah. I could write your book. Yeah, I bet you could. <laughs> maybe. You're I think probably. his book's going to be really good, though. Oh, I'm very excited about that coming out. So thank anyway, you. thank you so much for thank your time. I really appreciate it. And we hope everyone has a good week. Bye, guys. Bye.